Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. And I'll just we'll clip here in a minute and get going. Okay. Uh, I, I have followed up on you a little. I know a little bit about what you do. I don't know enough. I guarantee you that. So my, my curiosity will be genuine. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, doing a, doing a, a show with the lifelong learning Institute with Mr. Larry Wilson. And that's on July the 22nd. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And I'm prepping a lot of this for Randy. Give me the bio that you would want to use. I mean, uh, Nashville songwriter, DJ, general funny guy, you know? Yeah, it's all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm from Missouri originally, a small town, but uh, grew up pretty quickly and learned to play guitar at 16 and started singing. And then I got my first radio job when I was 18. So I'm a guy that's had a long songwriting career, a long music career, a long radio career. And a lot of that has happened at separate times. Sometimes it's been, been combined. And uh-huh. uh, so pretty much the radio thing, pretty much, pretty much into that. And these days I am pretty much a full-time songwriter and a performing okay. songwriter okay. and I'm on the road, which is why I'm, I'm talking to you today from Montrose, Colorado, because I'm out here uh, with four other great national songwriters. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't give away too much. Don't give away too much. Okay. I, I want to record part of this back in the show. So okay. let me okay. go. Let me go. I, honestly, what I was doing there is I was given prep for Randy to make show notes, to make the sub lines. Oh, on. I see. I and, see. and then, and then when we get started here, um, so I usually start with a teaser and I'm thinking, uh, the one that hits me is what's the funniest country song you've ever heard or, or you've ever written and just think on it a minute, let that roll. And well, yeah, there's, you know, I'm, I make a living doing funny songs. So there's well, don't, don't, don't tell of... me yet. Don't tell me yet. All right. I, I have to be surprised. Hello. Okay. Surprise. Okay. Well, you tell me when you're ready. Okay. I'm going to give him a three, two. And with yet another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson. Randy wasn't able to join us today, but Mr. Bill Wythe is with us, and he's going to be in concert at the Lifelong Learning Institute at the Woodlands on the 22nd. And Bill, what's the funniest country song you've ever seen, heard, or written? Well, I write a lot of funny songs, and and the guy that I'm performing with at the Woodlands Auditorium, Brent Burns, he and I write a lot of funny songs together. And we had a song that uh, both of us have recorded and Cletus T. Judd also recorded called I'm Going Ugly Early Tonight, which probably <laughs> consistently gets the biggest laugh of, of anything that I could think of off the top of my head. And it's kind of a go-to song. You have to do it every show. But I've also written songs 
Uh, in fact, I'm in Montrose, Colorado, and in the, in the room next to me is a guy named Wood Newton who wrote the song Bobby Sue for the Oak Ridge Boys and Riding with Private Malone. But he and I also wrote a song that I recorded called If You're Not Careful, My Wife's Gonna Leave You. So that's pretty funny, too. So, so I, I'm a songwriter these days full time, and, and most of the stuff that I write is funny. But when I'm on stage, I've been blessed to have a gift of comedy, and I know how to make people laugh, and I know how to write funny yeah. songs. And Brent is very much built that way, too. So the show they're going to see with Brent, even though he's considered what they call a trop rock artist these days, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a beach singer. His 15 or 16 albums that he's recorded is a pretty good mix between beach songs and funny songs that we've written together. The two of us have probably co-written over 50 songs for his albums through the years. So we're, we're old friends and people will recognize that by the back and forth that goes on in the show that they're about to see. Now it's very clear to me also that, uh, trop rock is, it, and people that haven't heard it, most people think of Jimmy Buffett and that kind of thing, but trop rock is really, it's, it's coming along. Uh, and I'm trying to think of an artist that I listen to all the time. I've actually talked about booking him here in the village. Goodness. Why can't I think of his name, but he, he does, uh, I need a rum and something. Well, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure if I know that, but there's a lot of gifted guys. I mean, oh, you're man. right. That that genre is really growing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people like Tom Shepard, who, who wrote some big hits is down the trop rock movement and saying Billy Dean, you know, uh, Billy Dean and Paul Overstreet. Paul's written some gigantic hits. The two of them just cut a trop rock song together. And, and Billy Dean just did a full out trop rock album you know that's coming out so bigger and bigger artists are starting to get into that movement and they have an organization every yeah. year there's an award show in key west florida where yep. they pass out awards in a theater and it's organized and there are all those people that love jimmy buffett and all the people that love the beach and all the people that are parrot heads they just flock to these concerts all over the united states and the chapter parrot head chapters are built and the entertainers can just go from pretty much from beach to beach to beach or even an inland beach where people have a beach in their backyard really as my friend brent burns sings about so it's built a whole tour and a whole a whole genre of its own that's really really fun donnie brewer was the guy i was thinking about and he has some hysterical i mean not just i guess what i'm trying to get here and i know you're in this same genre of sort and that is the funny song it's not going to make it as a top 10. It's probably rarely going to be top 40 or even top hundred, no. but they're so enjoyable. You know, if you're not careful, my wife is going to leave you. Now that's yeah. a funny song now. Yeah. Yeah. And Donnie's kind of go-to song is skinny beer. Yeah. That's skinny beer. Dang dope skinny beer. Yeah. There ain't no skinny beer. And Donnie's, you know, in a lot of these guys, I mean, Donnie can do a lot of comedy, but he's a really great artist period. Yeah. But you're right. The, there, you know, all there's all of these internet radio stations, of course, Jimmy Buffett has radio Margaritaville. And so that's where that music kind of goes. It goes in that direction for people to hear it, you know, and there are more and more of those kind of stations evolving too. So that the guys that play and write that kind of music have a place to get their songs exposed. Well, and you know, in one hand, on one hand, you know, as you and I were growing up, there was the media and that was where you heard these songs. That was the only yep. way to go, you know, and just, I had, or just terrestrial radio. It went to exactly, exactly. And, and I had to explain to my lovely wife, who's four years younger than me. Okay. I'm turning 60 this week. She's four years younger. And I had to explain what payola was. And she was like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. And she was like, you're telling me that people would pay people to pay some to play something on the radio. I'm like, Oh, you have no idea. You have yeah. no idea. You play it yeah. enough times. It's a hit. Right. 
Yeah, and that makes your career, and all of a sudden you're making large money playing concerts because now people know who you are. It's not really that there's not that there's payola involved, but it's no different than today what the kids are trying to do on TikTok. They're just trying to get popular enough to monetize being an influencer or an artist or or whatever they are. And honestly, you know, I certainly know in Nashville, a lot of the record labels are signing. You know, they're more about signing kids that have 100,000 followers already of their own. So if you can build that kind of loyal fan base on any social platform these oh. days, you can all of a sudden become an artist that can if, just consider if you've got a hundred thousand fans on your TikTok or your Facebook, or, you know, I'm just yeah. now starting to get off of my space. So I'm a little behind, but you know, if you can get that many followers, well, good grief. If you've got a brand new album or a new song you want to promote, just put it up on that network and let them know it's available. And you've got a hundred thousand fans available to buy and and it also allows you to book concerts at the same time because now all of a sudden you're popular yeah back in the day they would slip money under the table to a radio disc jockey you know to get them to play the record because yeah you know if you could get enough spins all of a sudden you're a star so is that how you made your millions bill i mean i I wish i could say you know i'm old enough that that could have happened but i never (laughs) got approached and then of course they really quote unquote have done away with payola but yeah but they just it's just gotten more creative. Yeah, What's I think more likely hap- to happen today is if uh, a record label is trying to break an artist, they'll go, they'll contact the key program directors or the decision makers that decide what songs go on a radio station. Right. It's more like, hey, uh, this artist of ours is doing their album premiere in Jamaica. Would you like to come in here? And, and be a part of that. So they free get round trip, free round trip tickets to Jamaica. We're not going to pay you anything. That would no. be illegal. No, that's we're going to make a else. great vacation. I mean, a tour for you to go see, right? Exactly. You got to be creative. Yeah. 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 Well, well, let's go and back here. If you have anybody listening that would like to pay me, <laughs> I'll give you my email address later. Send that check care of bill. Yes. wide. That's W Y T H E. Is that correct? W H Y T E. Y-Y-T-E, and and just just any denomination is that what I understand? I'll even barter. I'll send a cow. Really? Will you Yeah, I could use a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back. You were born a small child. Let's hear the rest of it. I was born in a small town, little town called Montgomery City, Missouri, and 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 learned to play a guitar chord when I was sixteen, and uh, had a band at about that time. And then at eighteen, I got my first radio job in a one-bedroom cow pasture uh, radio station, KPCR Radio Bowling Green, Missouri, which stood for Cow Pasture Country Radio. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Cow Pasture Country Radio. Cow Pasture Country Radio. And we went from a trailer to a barn when I was a kid. And the barn still stands today and houses another radio station. I was just back and did a big sold-out concert in Louisiana, Missouri, where – the first song I ever recorded was called Momo, the Missouri monster as a kid. And that song will not die. And the sightings of the Bigfoot will not die in that little town. And it's become a thing. And they just celebrated the 50th anniversary of that story and the song. And I went back and sang that song after 50 years. And it was just, they had a monster going through the dance hall. It was just St. Louis post-dispatch came out and did a feature article. They, they just released on it. So, that was my first break into show business all those years 
ago. And then I got into major market radio and I did morning shows in Cincinnati for a lot of years. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. Those of you that are listening to this podcast and not having the pleasure of viewing it, I'm going to tell you what Bill's shirt says right now. Bill, stand up. Stand well, up I never thought little. about that. I'm wearing that shirt yeah. right there. The Louisiana a, Historical yeah. Museum. Now, I would think that would be in and the state Momo. of Louisiana, but it's Louisiana, Missouri. Louisiana, the Missouri. Moo-moo. Is that how it's pronounced? Momo. The Momo. Momo. But it looks yeah. like a moo-moo. Like, like the Missouri, Mo, like M-O Missouri, Mo-Mo. The Mo-Mo monster. The Mo-Mo, the Missouri monster, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I'm sorry, from there, and you, and then you said Bowling Green, Missouri? Yeah, that's Bowling where I Green, got my first radio job, and then my <clears throat> band, you know, I always played in band and backed up big artists, so I had this combination career, and then my radio career really took off in, in Cincinnati when I got the morning, I got a morning show there almost, it's too long a story to tell, but almost by accident, wound up on that morning show for, a lot of years and went to Milwaukee, went to Indianapolis and then finished my radio career in, in Nashville here not too long ago and finished it at a radio station that I always wanted to work at when I was a kid growing up in Missouri. And that's WSM radio in Nashville, which is the home of the Grand Old Opry. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. We, we insure yeah. millions, right? Is that correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, we insure millions. Yeah. And, uh, and now, you know, for the last 13, 14, 15 years, I've been a serious songwriter and have a publishing deal and I write songs every day. And then I'm out on the road, some by myself and I'm out on the road with two different trios. One is called evening in the round, which has, uh, which has Linda Davis, who's a Grammy winner. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Is that the Linda Davis that sang with, with, uh, Donnie, uh, give me the keys. No, no, that's not, is that not the this, same Linda. I mean, at least not to my person. knowledge. No, I don't, th- I don't think Donnie knows her. I don't think, but Linda sang, does he love you with Reba McIntyre? Oh, really? And, uh, and her, and he got the Grammy for that. And her husband is a talented singer named Lang Scott and their daughter. One of their daughters is Hillary Scott with lady a, you know, so really, so I sing with Linda and her husband in a show called evening in the round and we tour and play theaters. And then I'm in a second trio uh, that has actually played the woodlands called hits and grins. Yeah. Which has, uh, songwriter, Steve Dean and Victoria veneer as part of that. Now so my, my career is all over the yard musically. Cause I, I go and play with those two trios. I play some on my own. And then here over the last couple of years or so, I've gotten more involved in the trop rock movement. And in fact, this yeah. year I'm going to be the MC for the big entire week in Key West, Florida. Really? Too, well, now so. I've got to ask because, you know, the, everybody's screaming about diversity these days and I don't want this to come across wrong, but I mean, are you the token old guy? Cause I think we need somebody to do that job. I, you know what, as long as the check cashes, I'll be whoever <laughs> they want me to be, you know? <laughs> I'll be Momo, the Missouri monster. If they want me to be, <laughs> I'm versatile. You know, whatever what are, they do. What are we going to hear at the concert here in hot Springs village? Well, because it's Brent, you're going to get to hear a fair amount of, of, of trop rock music, certainly some beach songs. And, and Brent's just got some, some great, just great catchy beach songs that he's done through the years. He and I had the trop rock song of the year a few years ago that we wrote together. That's called don't come a knocking at the Tiki huts are rocking. And I'm, and I'm sure we're going to be doing that. But, uh, and I'll tell you a funny story. The first time I met my friend was in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is where he lives. And I yeah. go there a lot. He plays at a place called Lulu's that Jimmy Buffett's sister owns yep. down there yep. and has for a long while. But I, we had a mutual friend in, uh, who was down there one time when my wife and I were there. And she said, she said, Bill, I think you need to meet this guy. You need to go out and hear him. So she took me to hear Brent for the first time. And when I heard him sing to the tourists, if it's snowbird season, why can't we shoot him? I, I thought, now this is a guy I want to be writing songs with. And so we have, we have become the very best of friends and, 
and and the ribbing that goes on stage is so funny back and forth and uh it's just so you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a lot of funny stuff for sure and you're gonna hear a lot of beach music and you're gonna hear some of the songs that i've written for for um, for other artists you know that you'll know yeah. too so it's a great mix so so now where does cletus g judd come in here because i mean i didn't know you were associated with anybody that famous so i mean well, don't get me wrong but yeah people are always surprised that anybody famous will let me near them so that's not you're not the first to catch that uh actually my first real cut in nashville was cletus and uh and it was a complete accident this is sort of how nashville works sometimes i was watching the cma awards show one night and it was a year that for whatever reason the producers of the show decided it would be a great idea to run dancers out with people like Alan Jackson and Leanne Womack. And I thought that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I picked up my guitar and I wrote a verse and a chorus of a song called if George straight starts dancing, somebody shoot me in the head. <laughs> and, uh, and the next day I was on music row and I have a friend who's a producer and I went in to see him and I said, Hey, let me play you this thing. I, you know, I've kind of written, see, tell me if you think this is funny. And he laughed. He said, yeah. He said, I, I think that's really funny. He said, give it to me. And it wasn't even finished. And the next day he called me and said, I think I got your song recorded. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, I walked it over to Cletus T. Judd's office and they want to write another verse and a chorus. So he and his producer wrote another verse and a chorus and he recorded it. And that was my first recording. And since then I've had a total of Gosh, five songs that Cletus has recorded of mine. Really? And, and one of them is a song that Brent and I wrote that you'll hear. I'm going ugly early tonight uh, at, at the concert. And that was another wonderful story. Brent was in Nashville doing the Big D and Bubba show live for, I guess they let their standards down that they allowed him. Uh, on. Apparently. The I mean, was it like a Tuesday he, or something or what? It must have been. It must have been. But anyway, he's on and he sings our song live. I'm going ugly early tonight on their show. And their phone rings, and it's the folks at Koch Records, which was Cletus's record label, saying, who is that? And can we get a copy of the song? And so we sent it to him, and Cletus recorded that song on an album. Oh, so I've had no. five cuts by Cletus, and then I've been blessed to have a, a great Joe Nichols cut, and Ray Stevens recorded a song that Brent and I wrote called Retired that we'll really? definitely do at the show. Yeah. And then probably my biggest, you know, I've had a lot of, a lot of good luck in the bluegrass world and gospel world, but... You know, my biggest for me personally is a song that Hillary Scott of Lady A and the Scott family that I just mentioned, Linda Davis, Lang right. Scott and her youngest daughter, Riley Jean, recorded a contemporary Christian album called Love Remains that they dedicated to their grandfather who died of cancer, her Hillary's grandfather. Yeah. And so they sent me a note about they were doing this album. And so Jimmy Fortune, who used to be with the Statler Brothers and Sidney Perry, who's out with Carrie Underwood, and I sat down and wrote a song about him specifically called Safe Haven. And we sent it to the family and Hillary sang the lead on it. They recorded it. Ricky Skaggs produced the album and the album won two Grammy Awards. So oh I got a God. Grammy certificate on my wall from that from that contemporary Christian song. So people, I think that's one of the things people experience, Dennis, when they see me is they quickly pick up that I'm the funny guy normally in the shows and they know they're going to get a laugh from me. But what they don't know is I also have songs tucked like that in my catalog that I can also do in the show. And a lot of times you'll look out and there's not a dry eye in the house when you do a wow. song like that, wow. because people relate to losing somebody sure. in their family and can relate to the song. So it's a myriad of emotions in a show like that. Brent, my friend, Brent Burns is a purple heart recipient. Uh, I'm out in Montrose, Colorado, writing songs with veterans, which is a real honor right now. In fact, there are four other great songwriters with me. And tonight we're going to do a big concert 
in an amphitheater and all those veterans will be out in front of us with American flags and their family members will be gathered at this open concert and all five of us songwriters will sing the individual songs we wrote with our veterans yesterday. And it's, it's so moving. I can't even, even tell you how moving that is. But I've, I've, I've got to ask a favor and we haven't known each other long, like 25 minutes, maybe. Uh, would you send some pictures, please? Take some pictures yeah. from stage and I'd love to see that. that that's yeah, got to be amazing. I, and if, if just try to remember this and anybody that might be listening to the organization I write for is called Freedom Sings USA. And freedom if you go to freedom, freedomsingsusa.org, you know, or just type in Freedom Sings USA on the Facebook, you'll be able to pick up pictures and you'll also be able to see the private concert that we did last night for just the veterans and invited family members where those songs, we played them for the first time. We so will definitely see, link to those. I promise we will have yeah, those. Yeah, you get to see the veterans sitting right next to the songwriter while they're singing it. Wow, it's, it's really? really cool. Oh, this is yeah. awesome. This is awesome. Now, uh, I've I, I followed up on Chris Jensen. You know, uh, you can, I can, it'll buy me a boat, right? Chris Jensen, yeah. Yeah, done a, done a lot of research on him and, and, you know, moved from Missouri, much like you, went to Nashville in his, in his Monte Carlo, slept in the parking lot, you know, uh, played it, uh, no, is it, what is it? Lulu's no, it's Lulu's. It's, uh, well, he played lower Broadway. I know that's where he cut. Yeah. His yeah. Yeah. Well, he, and he said that he went to, um, he went to, um, uh, Cracker Barrel that he was just barely making ends meet. And he went to Cracker Barrel and found a kid's harmonica and learned to play it in the taxi on the way back to Broadway. And then he, fa- he found that his tips tripled when he played the harmonica. So he learned to play the harmonica quite well and quite quickly. And, and my point being here being, the number of people that go to Nashville that are unbelievably talented, the pool. I mean, how do you ever, how do you ever stick out? How do you ever get a chance like that with Cletus Judd or, or whatever? I know we're talking sub genres. That's not a main genre. I got it, but still, you know, well, Cletus is a major, major artist. He was on Warner brothers for years. So, so yeah, it's hard. That part is really hard. And they, you know, the, the, everybody says that the big moniker of Nashville is it's a 10 year town which means it's going to take you 10 years before you ever have any success that you really have to dig in and network and get to know people. And for the people that are making that leap of faith that they've got enough talent to, to catch a break and maybe make a living at it. You know, I think you, I think you've got to be so eaten up with the dentist that you can't not go. I think that's the only way that works. And so, and that means when you come to town, you need to take a job waiting tables or finding another job to pay your bills because music is not, likely to do that for a long yeah. while yeah. until you bust your butt and make enough connections and one door opens to another and to another and to another. And then if you're lucky, you know, one day some guy you play a song for walks it across the street and an artist records your song, you know, it, it's very much a, a, probably no different than in the rest of the business world. This is very much a networking world. It's who, you know, and even yeah. trying to get a song to a recording artist. I always tell people the easiest part of songwriting is writing the song. The hard part is getting anybody to listen to it really? because those are protected emails and you have to have permission. And so you have to get to know people before you can just personally send them a song to listen to for an artist. And that's really hard. It's difficult, you, but you just have to dig in. You have to come and be in the middle of it and get out and see the shows and do the songwriter things and shake hands. And one door, like I said, leads to another, if you're lucky and you have, you have to have patience and, and, and hopefully a little talent to go with it. So then what's the old phrase when, Preparation meets opportunity. opportunity. Meets yeah. prepar- what is it? Preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, it's kind of that. So, 
Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it, just like with Chris Jansen, it took about 10 years. Dolly Parton took you 10 years. People don't want to hear that part of thing. If you have a decade when you're waiting tables and trying to, to, to you know, I, I guess the point I would say is, is that not only is there a, an ordinate amount of people that are unbelievably talented there, but everybody that walks in the door is unbelievably driven too, because they're all convinced, well, I've got the, you know, I've got the magic ticket. I've just got to convince it. And I think everybody also thinks, and those that will follow me here, you'll know exactly where I'm going. I think a lot of people think you just sign up at the bluebird and, you know, then, uh, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Then Vince Gill or Garth Brooks or somebody just happens to hear hear you. And it doesn't happen that way. I don't believe. Well, sometimes it happens, but usually it's after a while. I mean, Dirk's Bentley played a lot of artists played in those honky tonks in Broadway and word got out and maybe a record label person, would walk in to check out the noise that they're hearing about. You yeah. know, Lady A showcased it at a place and they got signed to Capitol Records. And, and so that does happen, but it doesn't happen overnight. You know, and when your opportunity comes for when the right person is in the crowd, you want to make sure that you're you're ready, young, know, that you're you're ready for that. So it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for people that can't accept rejection because about 98% of uh, being a songwriter is rejection. You have to get used to that and just dust it off and, and just keep pushing on walls and trying to get, get your break. And obviously it doesn't work out for people and people come in on the bus and people leave on the bus. And, and, uh, and it's certainly, if there's anyone thinking about it, I, I, I don't think I could stress enough that it's not, you know, you can't be my age and start a career for the most part. You know, it, it's, it's about the young, you know, yeah. country yeah. music, just talking about country music, I don't think it's any different than others is as much about what hits your eyes as what hits your ears. So they're looking for young kids that are good looking, not completely, but if you look at the charts and you look at who's having the hits, just take a look at what you're seeing and what you're up against, you know, and that should drive you, you know, because if you see whatever is on the radio right now or what they're playing on video, that's your challenge. And you get yourself good enough so that when your song goes on the desk of a person making a decision, is it competitive with what's working? You know, so yeah. Well, and I mean, let's face it. Lyle <clears throat> Lovett would be more of the one of the lower common denominators. I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. You got to well, be, and three, you're right. And now that, that's an interesting. That's the other side of the coin, Dennis. Yeah. You you can't ignore real talent. You know, uh, Chris Stapleton's another example. Oh yeah! You wow. Know, how can you deny that voice? I don't care if he looked like a, a four thousand pound elephant. Yeah, but but, but the, the songwriting too, the songwriting's fantastic. He has incredible songs. So talented. A lot of people like that. There is undeniable talent that you and I and almost anybody else can go. I don't know how long it's going to take, but that person is going to be a star, you know, and usually that's, that's the case, you know? So, well, I, so, I just heard a song this last week with old dominion. Um, oh yeah. Who is it? The, the uh, I, I love there. I was on a boat that day. I think that's hysterical. Yeah. But the, uh, in that same album, they recorded one. If you're ever on the lonesome side of town and I'm, I'm thinking it was with, it wasn't Roberta Flack. It was, um, another black, basically soul singer. And, and so you're seeing, and to me, you're seeing country just interweave in everything. Um, and let's face it. A lot of country is interwoven with rap these days. It's of every genre of everything. And as much as people would, would decline or deny it, country music is the medium of that's what you hear on the radio period. Still the most, still the most popular format. And you're right, Dennis, what has happened. It's, it's no, you know, when I, when I started in radio, for guys sake, it was, I was playing 45 RPM records and moved through cartridge tapes and into the digital world. And music is no different either. It's moved 
forward. It's not your daddy's country music anymore, whether you like it or not, it's for a younger demographic. And the, yeah. and the kids that listen to country music now in the prime demographic of whatever it is these days, 25 to 34, maybe mm-hmm. well, th- those kids grew up with, you know, boys to men and in sync and rap music and, and the artists, a lot of the artists that come into the country music genre now also listen to all that music. So that goes into what they like and the music they, they write and it appeals to their, their demographic. So there are certainly less and less and less George Straits and people that are of that old, what we, what we consider old school. To be country music, you yeah. know, country music changes. It moves, you know, well, and, and, and now they country. Now they call it classic country. I'm like, who knew? Right. right. I, yeah. Right. But I, I tell you what, one of the finest CMT presentations I ever saw in my life was Chris Stapleton and uh, Jay and uh, Timberlake. Well, that was a CMA moment when they that was a CMA. That. I'm sorry. Yeah. CMA. Yeah. Oh, that, my that Lord. was an undeniable moment. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. And, and I think I think uh, Justin put it exactly as it should be. You know, Memphis meets Nashville. And, and I mean, and when you saw the, the top 50, the top 40, <clears throat> excuse me, artist, country artist in the world sitting on the front three rows, rocking their butts off going, this is great. And thoroughly being entertained. You don't see that every day. That's yeah, not. That's what I was saying about it. That was an undeniable moment. Yeah. You know, because Chris Stapleton paid his dues and everybody knew about Chris Stapleton because of his voice. He was with the steel drivers, which was a phenomenal bluegrass group and if you ever heard them he'd just blow you down so he was playing bluegrass music you know and then when that moment happened with justin timberlake to that big an audience and chris stapleton did his thing the next week the song took off and chris stapleton's a star and he was a different person well and, and here's the deal before that award show I don't know that I'd heard of him maybe a couple of times on the radio, but he was beginning to rise, but that particular event now it's, it's, it's the commonality across the world. You know, everybody knows what that is. If you like Chris Stapleton, go to YouTube and pull up, pull up, uh, the steel drivers, bluegrass drivers, Stapleton in it. And you'll hear some things will just knock your socks off. It's not commercial country stuff, but it's bluegrass. And it's so good. Man, Bill, I tell you what, here's, here's what we need to do. If I can, if I can, you understand that we're, we're doing this because you're coming to hot Springs village and we're going to, yep. we're going to do that. Can do we do a follow-up interview with you a little later on? Anytime you want to. Yeah, man, I'd love to the, No, because the, the depth of, Just what don't forget that. Here, don't forget that payola thing. I for, no, I tell you what, I'm not going to forget it at all. I don't have any money in that account, but I'm not going to forget it. Cause I, I remember it thoroughly because I, I mean, who else is going to say they know the moo moo monster. I mean, <laughs> Hello, right? Momo, 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 Momo. You know, the funny part about that is that that's what everybody called my grandmother. I mean, just me, everybody called my mother, my grandmother, Momo. So really, you'd think I would have got that. Yeah, but it was M-O-U, M-O-U, because she wasn't from Missouri. Maybe that's the problem. Okay, what time does the the show start? Do you know? Man, I I want to say it's 7 or 7.30, I think. I think it's 7 o'clock. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know they've sold a lot of tickets too, but they still got about 120 tickets or so in that beautiful auditorium. And this is going to be the uh, Woodlands. That's about 565 people there. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think it's first come first serve. So if you want to be there early to get down front people, this is your chance. Yep. And you can buy those. Yeah, it tickets. Is seven o'clock. It's seven your time. Okay. I'm sorry. Say it, it again. Uh, seven your time. Is that right? 
or seven o'clock is when it seven, begins. Seven, it's seven o'clock hot springs time. Yeah. And that's the lifelong learning Institute. I don't know if we can get the tickets at hsvtickets.com, but, uh, but I'll check. Uh, but we'll, I know we'll, you can go to the, uh, the, the website has got a link for tickets too. If you want to buy it online okay, and go to, okay. and no. well, and let's give another plug here, Bill, Bill W Y T E. No, no W H Y T E W H Y T E. Yeah, just like y, the Y. Right. But billwide.com and we'll have the link below here on the video, but that, that actually will go and that'll show where other places where you're playing too. If, if somebody's in another part of the country and uh, it looks like, are you, you're going to be back in Cincinnati and some other places I saw the other day. Uh, well, we got this little run with Brent. We're actually playing hot Springs on that Thursday night. And then we go to Sullivan, Missouri and play a Parrothead uh, house concert the right. following night. And then I'm trying to think the week after that, I actually go down to Gulf Shores and I'm doing a show in Pensacola with Brent that following week. And then I'm doing a comedy show in Mobile, Alabama with a lady over there. Oh, and man. then uh, we do a songwriters festival in a songwriter festival time when we do a lot of those too. So we go to Gatlinburg for one in August, Fort St. Joe, Florida in October, Gulf Shores, Alabama in November. And in between that California and Illinois and Indiana and it's a pretty busy calendar coming up for sure. Is it, is it a frequent flower mile thing or is it a Winnebago? Uh, thing? A few, a few, but again, the website is, and it's a brand new website. We just redid it. So go check it out. It's actually bill W H Y T E bill white comedy.com. And oh, okay. Sure. I hadn't got that link. I'd like to see that. Well, I tell you what, Bill for hot Springs village inside out. It's been a pleasure having you. And I promise we're coming back around to interview you again. For right, hot Springs village no inside out. I'm sorry. That's it. Just let me know when, and folks, please get your ticket. You'll you'll enjoy the show. I promise. It sounds like we will. It, honestly, I honestly, when we started this, I was like, eh, so so. Last night, I told Diane, I said, yeah, we're getting tickets. We'll be there. We'll be oh, we'll be yeah, near the front. You'll row. have a great time. You'll have a great. I promise. If you yeah. like your humor and you like to laugh, this will be your opportunity. Absolutely, Bill. It's been a pleasure for Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I'm Dennis Simpson, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.